Welcome to Emily Thompson, the podcast, your weekly life and mindset potty and go-to source for tips on all things life, mindset, business, and health. I'm your host, Emily, a life and mindset coach with a passion for helping women frozen in a cycle of overthinking and overwhelm to become confident in their decision-making and trusting in their future direction. Now let's dive into today's episode. In today's episode, I am going to be busting the myth of the inner child being a woo-woo concept. Now, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love the world of woo-woo and love spiritual practices, but I must admit, when I first heard the term and was introduced to the concept of inner child, I was honestly pretty reserved around it and pretty skeptical. And since really opening myself up to experiencing inner child work and inner child healing work, it has been so transformational for me on my personal development journey. And it's something that I now use regularly in my own practice and also with my one-on-one clients as well. So before we get into really debunking this myth of the inner child being only a woo-woo concept, we firstly need to identify what the inner child actually is and what it is that we are referring to when we use that term inner child. So the inner child really is that childlike part of ourselves that is still there as we grow and as we evolve in adulthood. So it's the lens through which we perceive the external world. So that just means we perceive the external world and from that, what sort of conclusions we come to, they are based on our patterning and our conditioning throughout childhood. So our inner child is also the part of us that holds the pain from not having our core needs met in childhood. And it's also the seat of our subconscious programming, which happens through ages zero to seven. And the subconscious programming just means all the little um, sort of patterns and behaviors and responses that we learned before we had our rational sort of um, mind and that conscious awareness of our thoughts and everything. So essentially, it's the neural networks that govern our emotions and our behaviors as adults. So when we're triggered, we tend to really revert back and respond from our inner child. So an example of how this could play out in your life is perhaps you have a partner and they mention or give you feedback around something that is starting to annoy them. And If you're responding from a wounded inner child, perhaps you are going to sort of lash out a little bit or behave in irrational childlike ways. And you might even become a bit defensive as well. And then you've been given time to cool off. And then after the fact, you can start to recognize that this behavior was perhaps a bit disproportionate to what was actually happening in the moment and in reality. So this is an example of our inner child being triggered. 
and our adult self being pulled back into that inner child and responding from there rather than responding from more of a balanced sort of adult mind. So why is the inner child not a woo-woo concept? So whilst connecting with your inner child can be a really spiritual sort of experience, when we talk about the inner child, what we're actually referring to is that behavioral patterning that we pick up through our the formative years where our subconscious mind is being programmed and formed. And it's actually the neural networks that are formed throughout childhood as well. So they're really formed and solidified through repetition. So as children, we're learning sort of subconscious ways to behave and respond to our environment. And perhaps we're even bouncing off the adults around us or the community members around us and sort of trying to gauge feedback from them of what is and isn't okay. So with repetition, these patterns are then really hardwired and they start to control our behaviors and responses on a subconscious level. So if left unaddressed, these patterns can play out long into adulthood. So this is where we tend to see those adults that really have those deeply ingrained behavioral patterns from childhood that they've picked up and they whenever they're triggered they're actually responding from that inner child even though they're in their 30 year old body so this is why it's really important for us to recognize these patterns that are playing out that perhaps we picked up through childhood And whilst also honoring that there was probably a time where these patterns kept us safe or, you know, actually were in alignment for the situations that we were in in childhood. However, now we're adults, they might not be as aligned and there's actually better ways to respond to our environments. So it's really important that we are able to recognize and have awareness of this because that's really the starting point to actually healing these old patterns and changing them through subconscious reprogramming and then also repetition. So repeating the new desired behaviors. So how is it that we can start to connect and work with your inner child? So the first way is just through working with a coach. So I use inner child work a lot in my client sessions. And really, I think the beauty of working with a coach is that you know, a coach can help you see the patterns and programming that might be a little bit harder or might take longer for you to see. So again, as always working with a coach, really the main difference is being able to collapse time uh, rather than sort of going at your own and trying to figure it out, which can take a lot longer. But if you're not at that step yet or at that point where you're ready for coaching, you can use inner child healing meditations to start to really connect with your inner child. So you can find lots of them on YouTube and Insight Timer as well. But I just want to mention here, when you're firstly diving into this work, it can be really, really emotional and just making sure that you're doing it 
in a supportive environment or you have space, you know, you don't want to do an inner child meditation before Monday, before a big week of work, because it might stir up a lot of emotions. So just making sure that you're giving yourself the space to actually process what's coming up in that meditation and then journaling as well. So you could simply just use the prompt of what does my inner child want me to know or need? These are really powerful prompts to actually start to decode and bring awareness to what your inner child is needing from you because a lot of the time the inner child and that inner child part of us just wants to feel heard, love and feel safe. So this can sometimes be all that's needed to really diffuse those feelings that are being triggered. So I think journaling is a really good starting point as well, and even just using a bit of a combination. So maybe doing an inner child meditation and then doing some journaling as well. So I really hope that you have enjoyed this episode. This is a topic that I absolutely love. And as I said, it's really been so transformational for me personally and also for my clients as well. We've had some really amazing results through integrating this inner child work. So if that's something that resonates with you, definitely give it a go and see what comes up. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the podcast. I hope that you have taken away something of value to you from this week's episode. And I want to let you know as well, if you do want to learn more about my work, I really encourage you to check out my freebie library on my website. There's lots of really great value there. And there you can also find out all the different ways you can work with me. Can't wait to see you back here next week.